0: Welcome to The Process, episode number 11. We got the Carlos Hidalgo, and me, Colton Wright. We're going to go ahead and get started. Mr. Carlito, I'm going to let you take it away, my friend. So, Carlos, how you doing today, buddy? I'm good, Colty. How are you? Always good. Siempre bien, mi amigo.
1: Siempre bien, siempre bien. We should do a podcast in Spanish one day. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> today, though, what we want to go over is why why people should only chase one rabbit at a time, meaning why, why should people only chase one source of, of, of revenue at a time? And the reason being is because people start to hear success traits and they start to think bigger and they start to think about making money. And, and you know people hear little things about diversify your income and then they start looking for, for other ways to, to make money. Um, and I'll start with my basic, reason, my basic logic as to why you should, you should not. If you are not making money hand over fist, that one thing, the chances that you – the chances of you being able to – very lackadaisical, on the side, without any real skill set, without any money to throw at it, the the, the fact that you think – the fact that someone could think that they could go into another business in Denver and just generate a bunch of passive income without putting a bunch of commitment into it is just silly. Like logically – logically to me, it doesn't make any sense, but there's, there's a lot of other reasons as to why you shouldn't do it. But to me, common sense wise tells me that like, Hey, if I can't crush it at the thing that I'm spending 40, 50, 60, 80 hours a week on what in the world makes me think that I could just crush it somewhere else without putting nearly the amount of time, effort, or commitment into it.
0: hundred percent. Now you say making money hand over hand. What is making money hand over fist? If you could put a numer- a numerical value on that, what would it be?
1: Um, if if in a hundred grand, let's think of a month
0: a coming month. in. Okay, hundred grand a month coming in. in. Got it.
1: The way Grant talks about it is, you should. What's he say? First, you need to learn how to make money. Then you need to learn how to keep it, and then you need to learn how to multiply it. And then once exactly. you've really learned. How to multiply it, then you can start throwing money at other things. And he talks about even once you start throwing money at other things, it needs to be symbiotic with 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 your first business.
0: Hundred percent, perfect. And just to elaborate on what Carlos was saying, the the analogy of the chasing one rabbit at a time actually comes from a book called Rich Dad Poor Dad. Robert Kiyosaki wrote, and he talks about hey, you should only focus on one thing. And once you master that one thing, then diversify into something else. But if you don't have revenue to be able to diversify, then you're just going to completely go broke in both those things. If you try and chase two rabbits at one time, you won't catch either of them. You try and chase one rabbit, you have a chance of catching that one rabbit. That's where the analogy comes from. And a lot of times I see this over and over as we'll feel that little bit of success. We feel like, hey, I'm doing really good. Doing really good. Let's start something else. And a great example of that is actually my uncle. Um, He started doing really good for himself. All right. Um, he, he started this, this CNC shop doing really well. And they started to do speaking on the side as well. So he started doing two things at one time. And then his CNC shop went to absolute crap. Uh, he lost over 160K. He went from 160K down to $300. All right. So 160K to $300. Um, lost it all. Okay. And, and he started focusing back on one thing. And now he started to do really well for himself again. He started to grow his business again because he's now focused on that one thing. That's a real life example of what happens whenever you try and grow two things at one time. It's just not possible, all right? My, someone might get lucky, but I, it's just not possible until you've mastered one thing first.
1: Yeah, and if you look at most successful people that that are making money through other businesses, they, they've they almost always all focused on one thing first, made money exactly. hand over fist, sold that company, made millions off of it, and then started doing other things. Another analogy that just came to mind, like imagine trying to be a professional Soccer player, football player, whatever, in a certain sport, and then trying to be uh, a, a professional musician. <laughs> yeah, like you're you're trying to achieve success in two different areas at one, in two big areas. It's just it's 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 unlikely that it, doing one is hard enough, right? So the, to try and do a second one when you haven't even mastered the first one is just. It's, it's just unlikely because someone else is going to be willing to focus on one and they're going to crush you at that one. And if they exactly. crush you, you lose. So then you're, you know, you're going to lose in, in, in both areas. And Robert has another book. Have you read the business of the 21st century?
0: I have the first one I actually listened to completely in Spanish. Because I bought the Spanish version on accident. I didn't understand any of it. Um, but the second one, yeah, I read it in English.
1: You know, my Spanish has been getting better. I think I should try reading and listening again in Spanish to see if that helps me out even more.
0: Hundred percent. I'm I took I've taking four Spanish lessons a week now on top of my office being completely Spanish. Four. Four a week. How long so I'm studying Spanish for four hours a day? An hour to an hour and thirty every every session. Damn. And And it is like you're getting better? Oh, I'm definitely getting better at Spanish. I also have not stressed my brain this much in a long time. um, because whenever you go over a simple past and com- <laughs> and past tense verbs for spanish is complicated as hell um and how many different conjugations can go for this one word uh it's definitely pushing my brain to different limits and i like the feeling of just gaining more information besides just reading and you know, actually kind of getting frustrated honestly because learning a new language is frustrating and um, i have a really good tutor and she's really pushing me and uh also frustrating the hell out of me some days <laughs> dude
1: that's awesome you should ask her if it would be worth it for me, I, it would definitely be worth it for me to to learn to improve my Spanish, even though I'm moderate, close to fluent, depending
0: who you ask. Um, yeah, I I think, it, it, I think <clears throat> it's definitely worth it. Um, for instance, like evelise my, my fiance, is 100% fluent in Spanish. She can speak Spanish like it's another. However, she learned improper Spanish growing up, right? She grew up in the United States, so it's kind of just like a Spanglish mix. So she yeah. understands it perfectly, but there's some words that I'm learning that's proper Spanish, right, um, that she has no idea what they mean. Um, and then I have other people from Venezuela that are in my office, and they speak 100% proper Spanish. Um, so it's interesting that some words I'll say that I can communicate perfectly with them. And then like the Cubans that are, are from Miami, they have no idea what I'm saying. And I have no idea what they're saying half the time anyway. Um, so it's a, it's cool to see the, the difference in just where they're from, too. That also makes Spanish extremely difficult because there's so much slang in Spanish that just, so I don't much. know what you're saying. <laughs> um, so, and, and every country has different words for for different things too. So, it's, Dude, a, it's there's so
1: much like, and some things like it'll mean one thing in Mexico and then mean a different thing in in Ecuador. And I say that because I'm Ecuadorian and I mainly hang out with Mexicans. And
0: <laughs> yeah, no, um, it's 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 challenging. Anyone that has not learned, <clears throat> especially if you live in the United States, I strongly suggest you at least learn Spanish. Um, it's, it'll take you to another level and, um, also opens your eyes. I love the culture too. So it's cool to see.
1: My favorite culture, the Hispanic culture.
0: It is, it is mine. Too. I'm <laughs> marrying into it. So, you know, it better be. <laughs> she's,
1: she's Colombian, right?
0: No, she's no, Panamanian, Panamanian, Panamanian. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Panamanians. I wonder what the culture is like there.
0: Um, a lot of dancing. Really cool.
1: Heck yeah. Um, but back to what, back to what we were talking about, um, the book of the business of the, tw- the the twenty first century. You listen to it in Spanish. In that book, Robert talks about how you should get into a direct sales business like like ours. Mm-hmm. Um, just look for certain. Look for look for a good office. Look for a good coach. Look for people who have who have had success. And he's got some questions in there to, to, that you should be looking at for an office. And I remember I interviewed for for a door to door office, and I kind of asked those questions to the guy that the owner actually interviewed me. Right. I asked him how many outside deals does he have? Like how many people has he opened up? How long has he been opened up? Like how successful are the people that he's opened up? And then who promoted him and who have, who has, who have they promoted and how are they doing? Uh-huh. Um, and he gave me the answers to all of them. Like, well, this is a very small business with very little success. I am not going to follow. <laughs> I'm not going to follow you. But <laughs> um, <clears throat> That was because of that book. Um, although the pitch was great that they, that they gave me. Uh, but anyways in that book it talks about about getting in a business like ours getting to a position where you're roughly overseeing 500 500 sales representatives and then starting to to invest in other things because once you have an organization of around 500 representatives then you probably have a bunch of leaders inside of your organization where you you can afford to 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 step out a little bit and learn something else because if you build a second second source of income. Like it's going to take you learning something unless you just meet the right people where they can really uh, handle everything, everything for you. But if you try and do it before that, like your, most businesses take up so much of your time, they take up so much of your attention that you're not going to be successful successful at either of them. Um, right. If you try and start to try and start too early.
0: 100%. Don't underestimate the time that you've put in the, where you're at now is because of the time that you put into it, if you stop giving it the same time too soon, it'll just fall apart.
1: Yeah. Hermosi just made a video where he talks about that, where sometimes you're, you know, you're five years into an industry and you're doing really well. And then you start looking at other industries and other industries look really good. And then he talks about it's like what they, most people don't realize is that then you're just starting over. It looks really good because you understand how to build a business. And you can rebuild that business and maybe you can build it a little bit quicker, but because you're five years into your current business, what you don't realize is that, you know, it's going to take you another four or five years to get to maybe year seven of of your business. So why not just wait another two years and and get there?
0: That's a a great point. Alex, um, I listened to a funny video from Alex Ramosi yesterday, actually. And he he used to boycott social media. He hated social media. And he said, Kylie Jenner changed his life. Um, Whenever he saw that she was a a billionaire or actually kicking his ass in half of his age, he's like, I am doing this all wrong. And that's when he started his social media platform. And I, I, it was interesting to hear that Kylie Jenner was his inspiration to get on social media. What an open mind. What an open mind. What what a student, what a student, they tell you.
1: (laughs) But uh, to add on to, I guess, the whole, the whole thought process of not chasing two rabbits, um, I think this is this is a good point. If you're not chasing two rabbits, what you sh- what should you do? I think people should really follow those three steps that like Grant talks about: learn how to really make money. That's right. And I guess in this, this is one you you're kind of learning it in the field, how to make money. But then really, I think you're really learning it once you get promoted to, to ownership. Because once you're an owner and you're managing other people and you're, you know, you're 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 getting paid off of other people's performance as well. Once you really learn how to run a local office, like you could you could promote some people, some people could leave your office and you can rebuild it really quick within 4 uh-huh. to 6 weeks. Once you've learned how to do that, in my opinion, then you've mastered step 1. Exactly. And then you and then you're really learning how to save money. Uh, and Grant <laughs> yeah. and Grant talks about getting to 100,000, you should probably get to to a little bit uh, a little more bit more.
0: 100,000 goes away a lot quicker now than whenever Grant was coming up. I feel like,
1: yeah, that was like, you know, I first heard that six years ago. So yeah, yeah. that number should be like 300 grand now. hundred percent. And then, and then you learning how to multiply it, which is, you know, in our business, just, you know, promoting outside a bunch deals. of outside deals and, and making sure that they do well, that they stick around, uh, and then you should get promoted to RCNC. So it's, it's, it should be a four to six year process of you exactly. not looking at anything else. Being committed to one thing, mastering this business as as if you're trying to be a professional, a professional as in like, you know, you're trying to be a professional soccer player, football player, look at the amount of time that they spend at their craft and it's going to take the exact same amount of time in in our business, the exact same amount of dedication and and commitment and you working on yourself. Uh, And if you're not doing that, you're never going to get to a second rabbit.
0: 100%. 100%. Not
1: a good one, at least.
0: (laughs) That's very true.
1: <laughs> but awesome. Cool. do you have anything else to add to that?
0: I think that's it, buddy. Go ahead and close this out.
1: All right. Thank you guys for listening and tuning in. If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and subscribe, and we'll see you guys all next week.
0: Yes, sir. Bye.